Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. I'm joined as always by my good friends Kate and Cons. We got Nick in the producing role. I haven't done an introduction on the show in a long time. It's been yeah, a just, while. I right? know. This is, this is who we are. I know. It felt like almost back to the old school Chaps and Kate show. Well, welcome back to the edition of the Chaps and Kate show. I'm Uncle Chaps, joined as always by Kate Filet Mignon. Anyways, we have four rounds in the magazine today. Round number one a vet saved a cat born with a defect so severe that it'll make you cry when you hear about it. Round number two. Guess that rank. USAA denied a claim of an active duty Marine whose government housing was flooded. $14,000 damage. He should be fine, though, right? Because he has runner's insurance. Mm. Round number three. We're about to have hybrid drones, which will kill you on land or on sea. Incredible. Round number four. Grandparents are weird. What they eat is even weirder. Has absolutely nothing to do with the military. But I got this tweet thread going this week. And some of the responses... Harking me back to my young childhood days, sitting down, eating a big old bowl of boiled peanuts with sweet tea with my grandpa. So it was <laughs> lovely. They, I mean, if you're from the South in the time period of the Great Depression, the things that you eat, bizarre. I mean, yeah, just was, flat out bizarre. Big time necessity eating, though. That was all they had available. It's not necessarily, oh, this is a delicacy. It was, this is what we ate because this is all we had. And we just kept doing it. Habit. And they made it taste good. Like right. they... Like there's some certain things that you don't eat now, but even some Southern spots down here will still have it like chicken gizzards. Mm. Uh, I don't know what the fuck a gizzard is, but that was one of my dad's favorite food, which is just essentially, I think, livers of chickens fried. Chickens insides, maybe? Mm. I feel. I like- mean, you can fry anything in there. Yeah, it you can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I feel like poor people food, I say that in quotes, always winds up like 50 years later getting elevated by chefs and then it becomes a fancier thing, you know? Well, so shrimp like- and lobster. That's what that yeah. was. They used yeah. to be, a, you know, the, the bottom feeders. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they used to give that to prisoners. Like it would wash up on the mm-hmm. shore and they would give lobster to like the inmates. Yeah. And you know, but do you know how it became a delicacy? Large, actually. Large Barstool was the one that brought that around. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> made the ship. How cons? Well, it was actually so people would go to these these coastal states, specifically in the Northeast, and they would have the lobster because it was obviously so abundant. And then they would leave and they had no access to it. So the more scarce it became for people in other parts of the country is how it became an elevated to where it is that we know it today as an oh, expensive dish. Fancy. Which is exactly why people from France and it's very specifically Paris will travel to Louisiana so they can get some crawfish. Hmm. Mud bugs, they call them. Yeah, they love them. Well, Those French people, they love going down there and having some etouffee. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have a big show. I'm excited about some of the things that we have to talk about, mainly this cat. But before we do that, I want to say a special shout out to all the listeners, all the people on social media who donated this week whenever I went up to Minnesota to do some golfing. Great time with some great folks up there. Being able to essentially have everybody else move off the golf course and it was just veterans. 
the amount of beautiful fuck bombs that were dropped there was just absolutely chef's kiss. I mean, because usually somebody will say fuck on the golf course if they have an errant drive, and they'll be like, sorry, sorry. Like, because every, some people around are persnickety. Oh, yes, it's uncouth. Yeah, some of these folks are dropping, you motherfucking pussy-ass, bitch-ass <laughs> ball, god damn it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yep. How was it, though, Chaps? You yeah. were like, you know, five hours into the day, and I'm like, oh, what hole is he on? And you're like, I'm only on 36. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's got to get to 100. Oh, my God. Yeah, I so texted you, you in to. the evening, and you were still going and going and going. I think the final number that we got to, and I'll have to ask John, but I think it was 67 is where we ended up on. And we ended up there, one, because it was starting to get darker and you you couldn't really see. And two, my back was so fucked. I mean, that is so many. That's 67 holes. Like, that's almost a full-ass golf tournament for pros. Yeah. Like, 72 yeah. holes is a full-ass tournament. And I'm not getting a par three and three shots. I'm hitting the par three, like five shots, six, especially during the end of the day when we're trying to drive it and bomb it down and you're playing best ball and you're trying to hit it far to impress your new buddies. My back, by the end of the time, I went, I got an Uber. And first of all, the Uber driver that I got, I get in the first one, reeks of weed, just absolute reeks of weed. weed. We don't weed shame. And, and camel menthol cigarettes. It was mm. horrific. And she was smoking this blunt in the car. I, like, normally, if I know you, like, I would get in the car with Coley Mick. Coley Mick's having a joint. Coley Mick's fine to drive yeah. for the most part, unless he's, like, just absolutely high out of his mind. <laughs> I don't know this lady. So I immediately get back out. I'm like, I'm not riding with you. You're clearly very high. I'm, I'm not going to knock you out to anybody, but I'm getting the fuck out of this one calling another Uber. And she was like, oh, I, yeah, no, I totally get it. So I think she, <laughs> she realized that she had smoked a little bit. But I had the Uber drive me um, to a, a Walmart. There was a Walmart on the way back to my hotel. I picked up a foam roller because I knew I was going to mm -hmm. need it that night in the hotel. Mm -hmm. I went back to my hotel room, foam rolled, left the foam roller in the hotel room. Because, I mean, you're not going to fly yeah. back with a, a $6 foam roller. You're not but checking I ended up feeling foam good. roller. <laughs> we made a bunch of money for the veteran causes. It was awesome. The people that were there beyond kind. I'm looking forward to do it again next year. It'll be, it's a good event. A it sounds day. cool. I'll tell you though, man, you know, most, you know, casual golfers, even golfers that are very into the game, they don't play that many rounds over the course of a weekend. If you're just an absolute nut and you have nothing else to do, you play a lot, but to go in and play anything more than I'd say 36 is absolutely preposterous. So the fact that you made it to 67 in the course of one day, how many hours straight was that? I got to the course at 5.30 that morning and left at around 7 that night. Yeah, see, for me, there's just a lot of diminishing returns at that point where it's not even fun anymore because I'm so oh, tired. Oh, it wasn't fun. Yeah. After, <laughs> after about the only thing that was fun was like, okay, we got to do this. And I, you know, that moment where I've talked about it before when I was in sergeant's course and you're on this little five mile run, you're getting ready to come back and go and home. Oh yeah. Go and home. And you have that moment. And then whoever the platoon sergeant is like, Oh no, we're actually uh, yep. not going home. We're mm -hmm. take a right. And you're like, motherfucker. No. Mm -hmm. I did that to our group. So we were like, all right, hole 66. That's it. We're done. It's a par three. All of us will have good shots. We all did have good shots. We all, I believe, parted. Like, mm -hmm. and after playing that many holes to come away with the par yeah. was pretty good. 
And then we turned, I was like, we're going to do the par five back. Oh. They're like, fuck. No. And nobody wants to be the one to bitch out. Right. So we did it. And then we went back in and had a good time having some drinks and stuff. It was nice. a great time, a great call. So it was fun. Nice. Kate also had some big time drama this week. Which <laughs> I'm glad safety is paramount. So I'm glad that all of your um, fire alarms are in working order. But you are up. I know something is awry. When I go on Instagram, I go to Kate's stories and it just looks like she's writing fucking uh, Morse code yep. on the top of her story. <laughs> yeah, I had like 30 something posts. My mind snapped last night. We finally got the baby to sleep, which has been a real struggle lately. And we finally got him to fall asleep. And right when he fell asleep, one of our fire alarms started going beep. New battery. There should be something in that. They need to develop a fire yes. alarm where if it's going to go low, it knows when the daytime is and it starts at like noon. Yeah. Yeah. Please let us. Yeah. That would be for the best. So now I'm freaking out. I'm trying to find it as fast as I can to keep the baby asleep. So I'm looking all over the place, every ceiling, every like inch of things. I start posting on Instagram. I'm like, somebody help me. Pat takes down all the alarms he can find takes them out onto the patio and takes all the batteries out. So we know mm -hmm. for sure it's not those uh, and it's still going. And it sounds like it's coming from different areas of the apartment. As we move around, I you start guys are checking. fighting with fire or fire alarms. Like it's that chicken on family guy where it just yeah. keeps going and going and going. <laughs> it was making us crazy. And of course, with each one, I'm like, this is the one that's going to wake the baby. So people are messaging me, you know, sometimes they put it underneath the sink. Sometimes I had an Airbnb where it was in the closet. I put her in the sink. What good is oh, that? God. I have no idea. Somebody, I swear to God, that was a DM I got. So I'm checking Whoa, under the did sink. Did you look in your butthole? Did you yeah. right there in your butthole? I'm in every single closet that we had. I was waiting for the beeps. We could not figure it out. And finally, there's this one door that we always keep open because Spork needs access to his litter box. So we can never let it even like accidentally close because the cat mm -hmm. will shit and piss somewhere else in the house. Mm -hmm. And it was on... <laughs> It was like a foot off the ground behind that door, like on the ground. It was I've never seen anything like that before. It looked yeah. like a prank. Like I was yeah. like, this is a classic Kate goof. Mm -hmm. No, it was very real. And I was there like, it is. I use my doormat. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it took us a solid. I mean, we probably sound dumb saying this, but it took me like 45 minutes to find it. And I was on the verge of tears. because I'm like, we're going to have to go to sleep. And that's going to be going all night. Like none of us are going to be able to sleep. This is going to be a nightmare. And I had, like a busy day lined up today. So like, Oh my God, but we finally found it. So that was a huge plus. Um, also another big thing went to the Meadowlands. Yeah. Right? I need in the to parking know, lot. I need to know what was going on there because I've never known anyone to go to that flea market. So I need to understand why you went to that flea market. Yeah. There is this giant flea market that takes place in the parking lot of MetLife's life stadium where the jets and giants play. It has gone all year round every Saturday since 1991. It is a 30 year old flea market and it is huge. It's enormous. And I'm coming because the parking lot, it's the Meadowlands fucking parking lot is huge. And every time I'm hitting the highway on the weekends, I see it as we pass on the on-ramp and I'm like, God, I want to go to that flea market. Well, finally over the weekend we went and my God, if you want to find military supply from like from the Korean war, from like the revolutionary <laughs> war, you'll find there was, there was like ancient, everything was ancient, but we found this one guy no, like, in a can. What the fuck is this? I know Moe's, <laughs> I think it was like Moe's military supply or something like this. The man looked like Ron Jeremy got 
got puffed up with air or something like that. The guy was the one of the most New Jersey ass characters I have ever seen. He had on. Um, he looked like what he looked like. He'd be the executive producer of a porn that was shot for the purpose of Boogie Nights. <laughs> exactly. He was this big man with a big round face and huge black like Elvis hair slash caterpillar eyebrows. He had on a Star of David and a crucifix. He had on, he was just Love like that. a man. He was a man of like every. You get that man a fucking crescent moon. And he had all this military stuff. He had these billy clubs that would shock you, like um, like taser clubs and all this stuff. Pat was in heaven. Um, the a pistol cross slash crossbow that all this other stuff. But anyways, I want to go back. So many people online were like, you got to talk to this man that hopefully for ZBT, one of these Saturdays, I'll head back there and see if he wants to talk to us because he was. Everybody loved Any it, flea right? markets would be a hit blog series. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the the amount of characters at that flea market, mm -hmm. I'm sure we're a bunch. You should, you should try to hit every flea market on the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> and do a raid. That'll be, you know, Dave does mm -hmm. pizzas, Glenny Balls does burgers. I'll do flea, mar Katie flea markets. Old Katie oh, flea. let's see. Let's go through the records, see what they got. Oh, <laughs> Freddie Higgins. Unbelievable. It mm -hmm. was cool, though. I have to admit, it was pretty. It was a sad scene and a neat scene at the same time. Mm -hmm. And what a perfect transition because Kate, the enlisted, the lowest enlisted <laughs> on the show, the junior ranking member, was at a flea market at the Meadowlands parking lot. Meanwhile, the officer in the group was drinking wine in Napa Valley. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. What a fantastic We really do fit our ranks big time. <laughs> Truly. Show. Yeah, play yeah the roles. absolutely. We play the roles and it's not I even got on pregnant purpose. out of wedlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect. It really is just kind of funny how life works out that way. But no, so we went out for one of our friends' 30th birthdays. I will say this. It's a great place to go, but wait until you're a little bit older because I think you'll appreciate it more. And also, if you want to do it the right way, I think it's just a, a, a tad on the a little more expensive side if you do it. Like we had a driver. Friday. I was so glad your fiance was there too because I was like, a boy's trip to Napa is just fucking weird. No, that would have been very odd. No, it was, uh, it was myself and Alex, uh, another couple, and then two of our other friends. And it was for the, one of the friend's 30th birthdays. But we had a, a very nice driver on Friday and Saturday to take us to all the wineries. Shout out to Assad. Uh, very oh, I nice thought you were going to say Uber Debbie. No, no, no. Yeah. Uber Debbie didn't make the trip. Uh, you know, some very nice dinners. And it really just was unbelievable how beautiful and breathtaking Napa is uh, just as a geography, as a place. I will say I learned so much more about wine. Our guy, Glenn at Del Dotto Vineyard, the first day we got there, he taught me so much. Like I had a decent understanding of wine prior to this, but he taught me things. If you thought I was obnoxious before, wait till the next time we're out to dinner and I start dropping wine facts on your oh, head. No, no I'm not going to do that. I'm automatically I couldn't believe I was getting all these texts about cons just really going off about how good Napa's Moscato was. I was like, <laughs> big Moscato's Moscato guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. huge. He fucking loves Shocking. it. I was like, he, I was like, you really like that? He's like, well, I add a little bit of simple syrup to it, but usually it's pretty mm. good. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point though, I, I, I saved the bird's life. So I come out of the shower. I'm the last to shower on Friday before we're getting ready to have our adventure for that day. And I got to credit my friend, Courtney. She, she described Napa kind of like Disneyland for adults because each vineyard's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So it's not a lot of monotony. Everybody's uh, different characters. Well, if you saved a bird, sounds like you're at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. So I come out of the shower and everybody's outside. And my one buddy, Andrew, is like, 
be careful, there's a dead bird over there. So I walk towards this really big window in the kitchen and I look down the Naturally, ground, as a soldier, I grabbed a stick and went to go poke at it a little bit. <laughs> no, I ha- yeah, eventually I grabbed a broom to, to, to be my weapon of choice. But it so I yellow. started- It was on a windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> I walked towards the bird and I, I noticed the bird's eye is open. I'm like, wait a second. And then right when I got close, it started flapping his wings. So I think he just dazed himself and then was just trying to fly through the window clearly because he doesn't understand windows, stupid birds. But I eventually was able to coax him into a plant, and then I lifted the plant up and slowly walked it outside, and then the bird flew away. All better. No bird Hans in the house. poured a teeny little bit of Moscato in its little yellow beak. <laughs> just a little. Hey, it's, oh, 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 baby bird in it just a little bit. If you want a baby bird something into your lover's mouth, might be go with one of those three cheek gummies because they are incredible. They are the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products and all products are formulated by a biochemist and made in the USA with USA Growing Hemp. Three Cheese Delta 8 is a federally legal version of THC and a more functional alternative to marijuana. It gives an amazing buzz and a great body feel with a clear head and less anxiety. And I'll even say this, it makes peeing at night so much fun. I don't, I don't understand why. But when I've had a couple of vapes of three chi, I need a three chi scientist to come on. I need them to explain the amount of piss that I currently have. Because I'm not the most hydrated of fellows. But the amount of pee that I have when I have three chi, so much fun. I feel like you're, you're drinking water that. throughout They're the day. Now. I mean, a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not like down in canteens like I'm about to hit the rack at boot camp or anything. <laughs> but you can go to three chi, the number three chi.com to start for Delta 8 vapes, gummies, tinctures, and oils that can be used to make homemade edibles. I get a lot of DMs that ask me what is the go my go-to if I had to, if somebody was gonna buy one product, what product should they get for three chi? I'm going to say the vapes because it hits you hard. Like, and if you're not used to doing any type of THC products, it hits you harder right away. The edibles, if you aren't familiar with them, you'll be like, oh, it's not working. I'll take another one. It's not working. I'll take another one. Next thing you know, you have a little bit of spinsies and you can't even do a podcast with your pals. You don't want to do that. You don't want to no. get caught in that. So just do the vapes. It's great. 3chi.com with the promo code ZBT2021 to get five percent off your next order let's get going with the actual show this one first up kate sent me a story earlier this week and i love it i it's just absolutely incredible it comes to us from our good friends in toronto uh we got two stories about folks being canadian nice nope not, that's a lot one of them i actually vlogged about today so you can go check that out on the blog too uh, but it says a young kitten born with an incredibly rare birth defect may get a new lease on life thanks to the effort of a Toronto rescue organization and cat lovers around the world. Dora, an adorable little tortoise shell, recently came to the Annex Cat Rescue at the tender age of just eight weeks old, just slapping up some milk like a little cutie patootie. On June 9th, Dora was brought to the vet because she was showing signs of severe constipation. Oh. Kate, as, as the resident cat expert, how does a mama cat get the kitten to poop? I thought you were going to say as a resident constipation expert, because when I was pregnant, oh, yeah, that's I was constipated. I could not. And the poop. only mom on the show. So you should definitely know this. Yeah, horrible. Mm. But you, the, the mama cat licks the kitten's bee holes to get what? them to That's poop. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what? It stimulates yeah. their little butts and they poop. What? Yeah. Yep, that's exactly <sighs> right. Unfortunately, Dora was diagnosed with an extremely rare birth defect, an imperforated anus. In other words, she was born without a butthole. Prior to a revolutionary 
uh no revelatory <laughs> yeah you don't see that word that often no uh, it's a good one not enough a uh, uh, revelatory veterinarian visit dora had miraculously survived all eight weeks of her life without even having a single bowel eight movement weeks oh my gosh moving. eight weeks oh this baby. next little sentence breaks your heart she gets in the litter box and tries <laughs> i know it's precious. honestly that's what it's like when you're wearing a diaper like i really feel that way i think that's why babies get so angry because it just for science purposes, so you can understand what I'm saying on the podcast, I encourage everyone to go get a diaper and try to take a shit in it. No. It's almost like you have somebody's hand pressing it back in where you can't get it out. It's unbelievable. It's so frustrating. That's exactly what this little kitten must have been going through. But they raised $6,500 for a complicated surgery to move the painful and life-threatening amount of fecal matter built up in her colon, as well as to construct an anus. I mean... Imagine going to a bar and you're sitting there, you have a scotch in your hand. It's a place where you can do cigs inside and your hand has that little bit of a shake. <laughs> and you oh, go, yeah. what's wrong? Well. <laughs> what's wrong? Well, today I had to construct a kitten anus. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of poop you wouldn't believe. And knowing too, as the veterinarian, that the cat is already viral online. It's raised thousands of dollars. Oh, so People are pressure. so invested in how this cat does. Yeah. Anyway, so much pressure. So yeah, Dora pressure. still, they, she still hasn't. That. They say that she still hasn't pooped and may need another surgery. And they're trying to de declog her. And enemas aren't even working. The rescue is asking for a little bit more help. So if you want to help this cat, you just need to go Google search this cat, give him some money because God damn it, this cat needs to shit. I know somebody help this cat shit. And they've raised. It says uh, they raised over ten thousand in just a few days. The last time I checked, they raised like, I want to say like almost $18,000, which obviously some of that's going to go to the kitten, but a lot of it's going to go towards that shelter too, that does so much good. So it was just a feel good story. Um, classic Canada being nice up there, but it, it is nice that people, it's such a sweet little kitten too, a tortoiseshell kitten. I feel like it's rare that black and caramel color mixed together, but mm -hmm. she's so sweet. Little Dora, All right. speed with your little butthole. Quickly, Nick, what does this story have to do with the military? I mean, I feel like it could do a lot with it, but I think for this instance, nothing to do with the military. But I mean, it's a vet wordplay. That yeah, mm -hmm. it, was a, it could be a vet <laughs> wordplay. But also, I was thinking how we deal with constipation from MREs. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So they, we don't so they, construct new buttholes, but it'd be nice. So they get a corner on here to see if they know how. So MREs back everyone up. Oh, oh yeah, big time. Yeah, They're if you eat MREs for to. enough day in a row, you can end up shitting an act an actual brick. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I was told they were designed to stock you up so that when you're out in the field, you're not pooping. You're just working. Yeah, no. you don't have diarrhea. It's almost impossible to get diarrhea from MREs. Till later. Till you have your exactly. first beer right. when you get back. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's All right. right. Let's move on to round number two. What do we got for round two, Kate? With that one, honestly, should have been round number two because it's about number two. Number two, right. Well, mm -hmm. but there's no number two, though. You know what I mean? So I guess mm -hmm. now we'll go. True. This one comes to us from Task and Purpose. A U.S. Marine and his family have been stuck with a $14,000 bill from a private military housing company, and they're worried others could face similar burdens, even if they have renter's insurance. Major Richard Salchow and his wife, Colleen, had been away from their home at Camp Pendleton for about five hours. Camp on Pendleton. Woo! Uh, about five <laughs> hours now. on January 16th when they returned to find their floors flooded. 
their washing machine had malfunctioned during a load while they were out and left a quarter inch of water covering the entire first floor. They immediately started vacuuming up the water and contacted their landlord, Lincoln Military Housing, to report the issue, but by then it was too late. The valve between the washer and the water supply had broken and sent so much water leaking throughout the house that it affected the drywall and led to bubbles underneath their linoleum floors. I didn't even know what a water valve was until I had a repair technician come out, Richard said. Lincoln Military Housing, which owns more than 6,000 homes on the coastal marine base, secured temporary lodging for the couple within a few hours. And the South Chows were getting them getting them into a place a couple hours. That's awesome. Yep. Pretty Mm. great. The South Chows were confident things would be taken care of promptly, considering the company had outright replaced a faulty dishwasher, stove and refrigerator in the past. Anytime you call, they fix it, Colleen said. Fortunately, repairs began a few days later and the couple was able to move back in before the end of the month. But Lincoln said they'd have to file a liability claim for the flooding since it was caused by a washer owned by the family. I thought, okay, we're good because we have a $100,000 liability policy. So there's no way the repairs could be more than $100,000, said Richard. Um, and he's a logistics officer with First Mar Div, by the way, more than 11 and years a major, of service. So he's been, in, he's been in for a while. He's been around Yeah, 11 years. So he asked Lincoln for work invoices and began reaching out to his insurance company, USAA. Leather um, everybody touts as being the best like military insurance that there is. True. I have to tell Great you, maybe they- service. Sorry if they're going to sponsor us in the future, but my... No, they're not. They've already said no several times. I switched Mm -hmm. to them for my car insurance and my rates actually went way up. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of a bummer. Anyways, their renter insurance policy documents (laughs) said damage to base housing was covered as long as he was on active duty at the time and the house was government controlled. Yet that was the problem. An out of control load of laundry led to repairs totaling $14,300. Seventy-seven dollars and forty cents. All right, like many families these days, lived in what's called a public-private venture, where the government owns the land, but the house itself is leased by a private company, which then gets rented to service members in exchange for their military housing allowance. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, this is interesting. I didn't know this existed. So the home that you rent from Lincoln Military Housing is not considered government housing what according to tell a them US- that whenever you want to come inspect it when your mm-hmm. command wants to come inspect it be like if i if my rental insurance doesn't cover because it it's not government housing then it's not because your dumbass wants to come in here yep mm-hmm. uh so a usaa representative uh, told richard this back in february while lincoln and many other entities are located on bases they are companies which contract with the government to lease the land build the residences and manage the facilities as the location where you live is not considered government housing. The provision does not apply. A USAA official declined to comment on the specifics of the South Chow's case, but the company offers renters insurance that covers damage caused by water. So they are not going to cover this for the, so Richard said, I asked USAA um, if I could have elected additional coverage for our policy. And he indicated that I didn't decline any coverage so he had the full, absolute, most full of the spectrum coverage, and he's still getting, I'll say it, screwed by USAA. Big time. That mm-hmm. fucking sucks. And by Lincoln Housing, honestly, mm-hmm. because you, you really don't have a choice. They have the hookups. You have to bring in a washer and dryer. What the fuck are you supposed to do? Like You're that's in the no part man's of, land. Right, you really are. And they went on to say that they have a good neighbor policy uh, and give them a thousand dollars, but that doesn't, that's not 14,000. They still owe $13,000. That's just absolutely insane. And then and 
contrary to popular belief, majors make a nice salary, but 14,000, that's still a pretty big nut. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, I mean, $14,000 is a lot for anybody. The part of the story that really pissed me off is that even in stories like this, they try to give some shine for some reason to the high ranking officer, like the Brigadier General Conley. He said he has monitored and directed the advocacy efforts of the military housing office and ordered an information campaign about renter's insurance as a way to protect the unseen, unforeseen circumstances caused by environmental or use related incidents that damage either person's belongings or physical property. That doesn't do shit. If you are the base general, you have so much authority over the contracts that go on on your base. Right. And the fact that he's not telling Lincoln housing, eat this fucking money or we'll find somebody else. Like, eat the money. Yeah, it's possible that Lincoln Housing was on post for a long time now, well before that Brigadier oh, General Oh, they came sure in. are. They've been in, yeah. they've had the government contract for like Does an excuse. Years. Like, you know, start lean into those stars a little bit, sir, and, right. and go, go to bat for, the, for this major. information campaign. Who gives a fuck? So, yeah, what? So it doesn't happen again in the future, but what about but this? He did everything that he possibly could. This major right. did everything. It, he did it everything and this right. This story is really out there because it's a major. I mean, if you had this was if this was a PFC or a Lance Corporal that was dealing with the same type of thing, the same amount of damage, how the fuck is a PFC or Lance Corporal supposed to pay fourteen thousand dollars? No, and nobody impossible. would care if it happened to them. They'd really right. be screwed. Yeah, no, it'd probably, it'd probably get NJP'd on top of it. I was right. just gonna say they would probably place the blame on them somehow. Like, well, they should have known better. Well, you know, not necessarily. Obviously, clearly, if this major fat didn't know about this loophole and got screwed, so don't put it on. And nobody knows better, honest to God. Like you, you think you buy renter's insurance? You think that you have renter's insurance? Like that's the thing with renter's insurance. Sure. I would, I would bet if you took a poll of everybody who lives in base housing, I would bet seventy-five percent of them don't have renter's insurance. Probably at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. USA. And that's probably very high. Like 75% is probably high. I would say probably closer to 90. So I think what USAA should do, and if anybody is listening that works at USAA, let them know. I think what they should do, seriously, is just make an exception for this one time and say, okay, going forward, though, we won't honor this. But in this case- I don't case, think they should do that. I think, I think they, they should, should say- change if you get insurance, Yeah, if you get renter's, insur- <laughs> renter's insurance, no matter where you're renting, you have renter's insurance. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I, I, it's kind of like car insurance. Like, you don't look at my car insurance and be like, you are insured to just drive your Tundra. I'm insured to drive any vehicle I want to. And to me, it's such shitty. Insurance. To me, from if I'm USAA, it's such a no-brainer PR move to take care of this family, this That's military family with 11 years of service in military housing with a family. Like, no shit. Like, it just is a really bad thing. Throw out $1,000. Yeah, like, exactly. You'd rather yeah, just I'd almost do rather not get anything than $1,000. Take some I, of the money I'm throwing at you for my car that's over, that's taken too much money and then send it I, over to that family. I will goodness. say, get him, I'm, yeah. I am surprised that they just won't, because $14,000 is a drop in the bucket for them. Just just give them the fourteen grand and, yeah. you know, go on yeah. your way. One, one run like half of a shitty commercial less and yeah. during a football game on a Sunday. That's all you really need. I wish all I right. could give that kitten a bee hole and take away USAA's butthole. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to worry about USAA. If you're covered through simply safe, they're going to protect your home. Even if it floods, I don't know if they can do anything about that. So strike that reverse it. Um, but remember the feeling you got as a kid getting tucked into bed. Or the feeling you get now in the arms of someone you love. Safe and secure is a feeling of security that comes through a human connection. And we at Simply Safe are also 
feeling that need. Of course, Simply Safe has an award-winning system that has all the technologies, bells, and whistles you'd expect to see these days to include fire alarms for our lovely Kate Mangan. But the people at Simply Safe will really take it to the next level. They're around the clock anytime you might need them. And the thing is, Simply Safe just makes it so easy. It's about two minutes to customize a system on their website, whether it's fire, burglary, a medical emergency, a burst pipe, or even a laundry system. Simply Safe has a person with the expertise you need 24-7. And when you know there's someone there to help, that's a feeling that gives you ease. And it's also easy to get Simply Safe by going to simplysafe.com slash CBT today to customize your security system and get a free security camera. You can get a 60-day risk-free trial too, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash ZBT. Let's move on to that was a good ad read. That was very good. good. Well done. Very Thank good. You. Let's move on to round number three, where we're going to be talking about weirdo drones from the navy last week we gave the navy a little bit of shit because they are they have bug people they have folks that just study bugs in the navy but this time they're doing it a little bit different and they're gonna have a little bit of i'd say hybrid drones so this one comes to us from the drive the u.s navy appears to be taking a cue from mother nature by seeking to develop bio-inspired autonomous systems that mimic or leverage characteristics of the natural world to accomplish Navy missions. Specifically, the U.S. Navy's fiscal year 2022 budget requests close to $30 million for the developing of a biocentric or bio-inspired technology such as unmanned underwater vehicles that can move, school, blend in with their surroundings, and sense their environments in ways that are similar to living creatures that inhabit the seas. Basically, they're building dolphin bird robots is right. what yeah. they're doing. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. was a video that was floating around. The actual Navy posted it in 2014. And I included it here so you guys can see it on YouTube and on the social clips if we put that part out. But there is a whale. And it looks like a whale shark that's like swimming around in the waters off of, by Pendleton. But now they want to do one that it can fly in the air and then go into the water. That's dope. That is the greatest MOS. If you're like, what do you do? I'm a drone pilot. Oh, well, what what kind of drone? Both. I do. (laughs) I do submarine and flying. Again, 23 year old Kate at the bar. I'm going home with that person. Probably. Exactly right. The Navy, (laughs) uh, it goes on to say the Navy proposed this budget released on May 28th, and it contains two line items for the Navy's research and development and evaluation justification book. They want to spend $9.45 million and $15.99 million, which tells you what about this program? Not that important. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah we, mean, need you, we need you, trillions. We need trillions. I was going to say, that gotta, sounded very low. Numbers. You got to <laughs> bump those, those numbers up. up. Yeah. $9.5 million. $9.5 million. We spend more money on fucking number two pencils than $9.5 <laughs> million. That's maybe, nothing. maybe it's they're trying to just sneak it in there and not get noticed with these inconspicuous numbers. Listen to this try-hard fucking Naval Academy graduate, I assume, that wrote this mm. blog about Probably. what they put in for their budget. Probably. The, listen to this fucking, this is such a word salad. This is exactly, people want to talk about, Dan Crenshaw wants to have his little woke hotline. This <laughs> 
paragraph is exactly what's wrong with the military. The aim of the bio-inspired autonomous system to extract principles of sensor, sensory monitor control, biomechanics, fluid dynamics of underwater propulsion, and control in the aquatic amphibious animals that underlie the agility, strength, efficiency, and sensory applications of these animals. The principles that emerge from this inter interdisciplinary research are formalized and explored in advanced prototypes. The goal of this program is to expand the operational envelope of the Navy underwater and amphibious vehicles that enable enhanced underwater manipulation. What the fuck did you just say? There's way too many <laughs> I don't know four what that means, but I'm insulted. Words. Way yeah. too many. Here's the but thing. When you say... write something like that, you just sound like, I think you sound like more of an idiot because you just sound like you just Googled and a, a synonym for what you actually right want to say. Right-click thesaurus. Right-click thesaurus. All right you had to say instead of that paragraph is robot dolphins robot dolphins bitches. flying robot dolphins yeah. flying robot dolphins bitches and we're in and you're just like how Lawrence. much do you need cool. 100 million dollars here's a blank check sold have at it sold right. <laughs> yeah disappointing mm -hmm. but i would love to to hang out and play with one because they look oh, so fun in that video they're very slow though they well, got the most the most exciting thing about that to me is that military technology almost inevitably gets transformed into civilian technology in some way or another. So I'd say by 10 years from now, my son will be riding around. He'll be flying around over the ocean on a dolphin and he'll be diving around when he wants to. So he'll be using this to his own benefit soon. I actually just to it. happen to come upon, I, I have a classmate who is a CEO of some company who does this under, he was like drones for water basically. And I was like, wow, I didn't really know that there was a huge market for that, but apparently there is. And the Navy's paying not enough. Probably not enough yeah. at all. I mean, when you're talking about trillions of dollars for that stupid F F35, and then this is what you get, I'd rather spend much more money on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. What you don't have to spend a lot of money on is coffee. If you go with Black Rifle Coffee, it's a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Veteran CEO and founder Evan Heffer spent seven years on the ground overseas in U.S. Special Forces as a CIA contractor. Even modified his gun trucks during the invasion of Iraq to grind coffee anywhere. Black Rifle Coffee is continually committed to supporting veteran law enforcement and first responder causes, and they import their high-quality coffee beans from all over the world. They coffee. have spots at coffee in uh, <laughs> Manchester, Tennessee, the Salt Lake City, Utah, and here in San Antonio, Texas. The best way to enjoy Black Rifle Coffee is enjoying the coffee club. You pick your perfect roast, and they're going to deliver it to your door. They take care of the rest. It's free to sign up and gives you free shipping, discounts on partner brands, and early access to new products and exclusive products. Go to blackriflecoffee.com slash zero. Use the code zero today and get the freshest coffee in America sent straight to your little dick skinners that you got right there. Let's move on to round number four, where we're going to talk a little bit about grandparents. Now, when you guys used to go to your grandparents' house, what was, did they have a special treat that you really only got at your grandparents' house that you can remember? For my mom's mom, we, she would have us, she would bring out toothpicks, raisins, tiny marshmallows, mm -hmm. iceberg lettuce, and some other vegetables. And we would make toothpick people that we could eat, yeah. which is kind of fun. It'd that's, be like real that's wacky. Awesome. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Or it's not, if it's something that you're going to do by yourself, probably not. But that's something one day you for sure will do with cash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it wasn't, tasty i mean we're talking about like iceberg lettuce piece with a piece of marshmallow with a raisin with whatever but it didn't matter because you were happy doing it exactly i would eat the shit out of it and then also she would get those vienna ice cream cakes remember those things 
And then oh, French yeah. fries, alphabet French fries. That was I also thought Vienna ice hit. cream was like the fanciest ice cream you could possibly get. I was like, it was my granny like must be doing pretty well. Tiramisu, right? Tar- mm. It's like tiramisu ice cream. Oh, all these layers. And oh, it was very oh, yeah. fancy. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was on, on her end. How about you, Cons? Anytime I went to my Nana's house, my mom's mom, we always had root beer. Oh, floats. I'm also a Nana guy. Kate, yeah. Nana? Granny. Mm. Granny. Okay. Nick. Nana. Nona. No, 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 New Jersey yeah. Nick has a Nona, of course. Yeah, yeah. like I got like five Nonas in my house, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, we always had uh, root beer floats. Didn't matter the time of year. Mm. It was always a root beer float. And also, I always, always remember Fourth of July. She always had the sheet cake that was made into an American flag with the strawberries oh, yeah. and blueberries. And then at my uh, that my shit gra- slaps too. Yeah, that yes, shit's it so does. good. Yes, it yeah. does. At my grandmother's house, my dad's mom. She was really the first one that made me branch out when it came to sandwiches. Before then, I never really had onions on a sandwich. And I remember one day she just made me a sandwich there. And I looked at it and I don't know, maybe I was eight. And the thing looked weird as shit because there was a whole bunch of stuff on it that my mom and dad never put on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, There was a whole bunch of ingredients (laughs) that I never saw at home in terms of what was on my sandwich. But now I look back and like, wow, that was a delicious ass sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I used to do the same thing. I was a huge, I probably went, Six years was every day eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at least once. Like that was my go-to. But my grandfather, Roscoe, uh, is my mom's dad. He's still came. He's 90 years old now, had polio as a child, um, wasn't supposed to live past like 50. I would have been, if you would have polled me any time in my life, who was going to be the last surviving grandparent? Papa Lloyd would have came in dead last, like <laughs> yeah. legit. But yeah. he's still kicking around. Like my other grandfather was active and doing all kinds of stuff. He died about 10 years ago now. My um, grandmother, Roscoe's wife, died about two years ago now. He's still out there kicking it and doing it. But I remember going to his house because they had so many Georgia roots. They love peaches. Anytime peaches were fresh and around, like they had Georgia peaches, he was buying some. And we would have peaches. He would cut up the peaches, put it into a bowl cover it with just like granulated sugar and then pour half and half over the top little peaches and cream action and we would sit there and eat that if we had just worked in the yard and he let me ride on the back of his riding lawnmower like around and we were doing stuff and i was picking up satsumas which are oranges in the area like tangerine style he would let me come inside and we'd have a snack that will make your dick absolutely rock hard. And that mm. is an RC Cola and a moon pie. Like mm. That was the way ah. we used to get down. The old mm. RC Cola and a moon pie. That being said, the same generation, cons, you're absolutely right. They fucking love onions. If you're over you're right. 65, yeah. you love onions. We're about to go through this tweet thread. And the most shocking, but also the most beautiful old man moment of any of them is one guy said to me, my grandfather was an onion farmer and he, let's say he lived in Vidalia, Georgia, which is known for their onions, right? Yeah. So he said that he would go out to the local restaurants, would bring his own onion with him. I saw that one. That was great. (laughs) So imagine just the flat being an onion farmer and be like, hold the onions. I got I bring my own. my own. God, imagine being the, the grandkid, like a teenage grandkid sitting there when there's like a cute waitress serving the table and all of a sudden your grandpa pulls his own onions out. Oh. But I, I, I would hope with all hope that you love that moment. Like you, cause you're going to, yeah. when you're in your thirties, Yeah. But when you're 16, you're probably you're not going to appreciate it enough. 
But I wish you could go back and see all the quote embarrassing things that your grandparents do and realize them through the lens of your 30 year old eyes, as opposed to whenever you're a teenager. I just think it's beautiful. So I, I went through and saw some of these and you guys went through and saw some of the weird things that they eat. The first one, duck's blood soup, easily the grossest, but there was a weird mix in between. Mm-hmm. I mean, just having a little bit of duck's blood and soup, not great. No, I've but, never heard of that before in my life. No, and I just I, think blood as a soup doesn't sound that appealing, but I think it goes back to what we were saying before we started recording, how people of that generation, they just ate was what was available. And listen and to what's good. in it. It's, it's a sweet and sour soup made with poultry blood. So bird blood, vinegar, and dried fruit. Dried fruit. Sure. Is what's in it. So hard pass. No, thank you. Ugh. No, thank you at all. Um, another one, this one is a super common one. They love tomato soup. They can't get enough of them on sandwiches. Oh, yeah. This this guy says, my grandpa, you should just cut a tomato in half, dip that thing in salt, and eat it. Just straight mm-hmm. up like that. My dad would cut cut a tomato, just sprinkle some salt on it, and he, yeah, he would just eat them plain. I Did know you ever I... see people put salt on apples? No. no. Never. Mm-hmm. My dad was a big salt on apples guy. I know people pour a little salt in their beer sometimes. I don't hate that that move move. from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, Jared Hawkins with the banana and mayonnaise sandwich. I hate it now, but I can see that's where I'm headed. You know, I'm a huge mayonnaise lady. When you get real old and and instead of doing your mayonnaise sandwiches on the shore, you're going to incorporate the bananas because they're easier to chew as you get older. I could see you doing this. Oh, this one, the next one from old Donna is definitely Kate when she gets older. First, it's a two-part tweet. The first one I can get behind, just a piece of bologna around a dill pickle. I got to be honest, that sounds fucking delightful. That sounds, so I have to say, before we even continue, I went through a lot of these and I found myself saying, that's not that weird. I would actually eat that for a lot of them. It's a lot of combinations that you wouldn't think about, but once you do, you're like, oh, that's not bad. Like a piece of deli meat around a pickle, especially if it's a little pickle, like mm -hmm. the little Gersh ones, that's a, that's a money I get down with that. But then the second part, this one is Kate stewed tomatoes out of the can there must have been 20 cans of those and they just cleaned out the house every time he went to the nursing home they would bring him his cans too i think that's kate but it's not going to be stewed tomatoes it's going to be beets beets i have i have like no shit like 20 cans in the in the cabinet right now and i just crack them open whenever i want and yeah i can't believe my teeth aren't purple i fucking love them i love how you incorporate it whenever i want as if somebody's there to stop you i'll do it whenever i want grown up i can eat beets whenever i want yeah, it's it's a treat. I don't hate it. I especially like this combo from Mark, who said brown beans over chocolate cake. I don't understand how you even get there. I what? do. I you what? ever eat the Bush's baked beans that are so sweet you get the guy diarrhea goosebumps halfway through? Just a couple bites I mean, of it. I've had Bush's baked beans, and yes, they're fine. But I would never think you know it'd be better. Bush's with baked this. beans, baked beans are a dessert, my friend. I'll say it right now: brown beans, Whoa. baked beans. They're not. That's a dessert food. <laughs> They're and not. people are treating it, like it if not. you put enough like brown sugar because people do put brown sugar in their beans i could but i'm not gonna go as far as say it is a fucking dessert i mean imagine being a kid and you just had a nice if you eat all of your fish and broccoli you can have some dessert here's your dessert a big old plate of baked beans thank you mama for the beans <laughs> like nobody's doing that that's my kid has commercial. no frame of reference for anything. If I start doing that, he'll think it's normal. Oh, that's right. a good But point. then he'll yeah. go to school and find out he's the weird kid. No, well, that's, that's there's so many things anyway. that we're trained like environmentally to believe. Like I would like to know, I want to have one kid almost like a Truman show 
where when somebody farts, everybody around is like, oh, that smells so good. Mm. And you like kind of waft it in to see if you can make a child believe that farts smell good. Or does it stink because we've been trained to think that they stink? Right. Well, every time growing up that we went by a farm, my dad and they had just laid out manure. My dad would go, "Mm -mm, farmer's perfume. And so now I love the smell of like going through the front. It reminds me of like growing up and where I grew up as a kid. And so then you like the smell of mulch as well? Of like horse shit and mulch. Yeah, I do. I got to tell you, I'm I'm a fan. I love the power move from this old man. The guy said that his grandpa would go to the store, get a family bag size of chips open it up as soon as he got it and leave it on the couch and, or leave it on the counter and he wouldn't start eating them until they got stale. Like he liked the stale chips better. I could see that. I could see that. That's just a texture thing that I, I can totally understand that because certain things are better at different it's temperatures. DIY and- kettle chip. <laughs> yeah somewhat really somewhat. Kate, i think this i could see kate liking this one this feels like a very kate treat my grandma used to make banana croquets which is bananas rolled in mayo and then covered in chopped peanuts and warmed i get it i yeah. get it i i was preparing to hate that and i don't i mean i just with all these i just think to myself and you know the old adage you know the, the verse from the bible let he is he let he who is without sin cast the first stone last mm-hmm. summer we were doing a house uh, randomly in avalon and we grilled the night before and i was playing golf the next morning and i woke up and i needed something to eat because it was one of those late nights lot to drink and we were heading to the golf course so i was just kind of looking around the kitchen what's available for me to make well we have leftover grilled chicken we have bread, we have some deli meat, and we have peanut butter, I think. I made a sandwich with grilled chicken, peanut butter, tomato, turkey, and mayonnaise. Now, do I'm you reading go some with- of these and feeling like legit sick because you know how like KFC, or lots of people do it. Like you'll go buy a, a, a thing of peanut butter, take a scoop out and just eat the spoonful yeah, of peanut absolutely. butter. Yeah, absolutely. A guy said that his grandfather used to do this, but with liverwurst. Oh no! Yeah, no. no I'll draw the line there. No, like cat food, man. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine your grandfather comes up to give you a hug after he's beaten onions on fucking saltines with buttermilk and a spoonful of liverwurst? And this is mean, and they can't help it. But old people breath is yeah, it's just rough, bad. Man. It's just bad. Yeah, we're all destined it for it. It's we're true. We are. We are definitely, uh, we are on our way there for sure. I will start to think of the, I think the grossest thing that I'll eat, like if my kids do this in 20 years and they're on Twitter or whatever, mine for sure is the orange juice and chocolate chip cookies. Yes. Yeah, I hate that so much. I I hate you so much when you talk about it. it. It's even better with ruby red grapefruit juice. Well, the crazy thing is, is people who don't know you think like, oh, he's just, oh, that's Chaps, just being silly Chaps. And it's like, no, he's dead serious. He yeah. really likes that. Yeah. I went, one day I was at, I was at a hotel, you know, like they have the breakfast that's out there. And sometimes they'll have those huge chocolate chip muffins that are out there. And Otis Spunkmeyer. Yeah, like the Otis Spunkmeyer, <laughs> but better, like with the huge chunks on there. Mm. I was sitting there with that and I had two glasses of Ruby Red this lady that was sitting across from me i i warmed up the muffin in the microwave and i was sitting there and so it was kind of like gooey chocolate coming out of it and i took a bite of the muffin i could see her like looking at me and i took a big drink of the ruby red 
I legitimately thought she was going to Fidelberg throw up like <laughs> watching it. Like, and I knew if I wasn't watching it, I was going to be, end up being on Twitter or Instagram or something like, look at this fucking animal. Because <laughs> I, I know this woman's vantage point and like, I'm not shitting on you chaps, but you, I've, I, I I've probably said this 20 times on the show. Your face in general sometimes looks like it's the front of a truck that's gone through a bug storm. I don't know what you do. Oh, oh yeah, my glasses. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be mean and call me ugly. I'll accept no, the glasses. That no, dirty. no, but I mean, your I was beard... like, this is this is shaping up to be a very mean thing. No, I look say. over and your glasses are all splattered, like you've been cooking with grease or something, and then all they are. Stuff look, all oh my god, now. that's terrible. Yeah, that's gross. And then your beard gets all I don't, stuff. Because I, I wear them all the time. It's like progressive dirty, I think. Like if, okay. you know, like if you're not with a group of friends for a long period of time and you're like, you miss a day of showering. Like you, Kate, whenever you, during quarantine, <laughs> when you forgot to brush your teeth for like a month. Oh, I'm still like, doing like, that. Forget it. So you don't even notice that there's, that you're like, oh shit, what happened here? Oh, I missed another right. day. Fuck. Like yeah. it's that kind of thing with my glasses because I wear them all the time. I don't even notice. And then when I do clean them off, I'm like, holy shit, I see them so much better. This is incredible. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I actually, in my house, I get yelled at sometimes when I mix certain things. Cause I don't know, like I'm weird. I just like to mix a lot of different things together and it tastes good to me and that's fine. And I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not committing any crimes. Yeah. I'm definitely I, not one of those people that can't have food, touch other food on your plate. Right. Yeah. And I get, I, I live with someone who is a very good chef, a very good cook, and she gets physically angry at me when she's like, no, no, get out of the kitchen. I, no, no. If that's what you're going to make for yourself, I'm, I'm going to make you something. I, I can't have you do that. It grosses oh, me out. Her. Oh, no, please don't make me something. That would be terrible. <laughs> no, not today. God oh, forbid I, I live with a chef. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's move on to Save Rounds and Alibis, which is going to be presented by our good friends at Manscaped. If you want to shave your dick or pussy, you should do it with Manscaped. They got the Manscaped. I'm doing mine on Friday. I'm finally. Why do you know? Why is this? Why is this on? Is this on like your Google calendar? Like why Friday? Because I, you didn't, I, you didn't come to a decision. Like maybe I should knock this out today, tomorrow. No, because I know it's going to take a long time. I have, let me, I'll, I'll just be honest. Manscaped is going to need to step up. Uh, thank God for them because I, it's been a long, got a long time. battery. I will say that it's got a long battery. It'll last a while. Yep. So if you need to chop down the forest of Bob Ross's head, that's between your legs. You can do that with manscaped.com. They are fantastic. Go to manscaped.com slash zero. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code zero at manscaped.com. Whether you want um, that, this isn't any ad read, but some of their colognes they have is fantastic. Almost all the products they've have. I very much enjoyed. They have this gel. It's a shaving gel just for the groin because Let's be honest, folks. One of the drawbacks of shaving your dick or your flaps down to the absolute scalp is the fact that you can get those little razor bumps. Nobody likes those because then even though you look cleaner, you're walking around scratching yourself like your pig pen and your peanuts are all fucked up. You don't want to do that. Go to manstate.com slash zero. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping, which is a fantastic deal. Let's move on to save rounds and alibis. Cons, we'll start with you. What do you got? Uh, I got a few quick ones. Just hold on to your butts. Uh, number one, billion dollar idea for an app with carbon monoxide and smoke detectors, an app that monitors the battery life and also tells you where they're located. So, you know, you don't just hear beeping and walk around your house like a crazy person, not Appreciate knowing where it's coming that. from. Thank you. Yes. Simply yes. Safe so I, does that already. If you want to go to simplysafe.com slash zero there, their Perfect. alarms already mm -hmm. have a uh, battery Perfect. life in there. Boom. Perfect. 
Thank you, Simply Safe. And Number- that's the reason why they are a billion dollar company. Oh, they, beat, they beat me to it. They beat me they to really it. I was going to be yeah. relaxing on a beach, but Simply Safe already beat me to it. Number mm-hmm. two, chaps. If you're on thank- the beach, your house will be protected by Simply Safe as well. That's right. That's correct. That's correct. Chaps, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tucking your shirt in. For tucking your shirt in when you went to represent us at that golf tournament. I only did it because I'm feeling very skinny. I've been getting so many compliments (laughs) and I'm looking good. You know, I'm down to 188. That's crazy. Oh, chapsy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're going in different directions these days. Start a quarantine. I was 225. Wow. That's, that's significant. That's significant. But uh, maybe hopefully I can make it to that, that golf outing next year, Minnesota. Just, I'm curious to see how many holes I could play before I would just the whole squad. We have a nice little threesome up there. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, I have to give a, uh, or n- number one, uh, I just started generation kill. I had watched it like maybe one episode many, many years ago and then never kept it going. But so I finally decided, all right, I got to just watch this. I started episode one last night. I didn't finish it yet. But I think I'm really gonna like it. Uh, and and who is the person you served with, chaps? A lot of them, honestly. Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. You'll have to send me a note of who. Uh, and then finally, nice um, man was the platoon sergeant, the main guy, Colbert. He is the one yeah. who pulled the my, the round that went through my arm. He pulled it from a wall, brought it to me in the hospital. Wow, um, very cool, very cool. Um, and then and finally, my ex-wife threw it away. So. Uh, what? A, that's not nice. Mm-mm. Uh, finally, I just want to give a shout to, uh, our, our friend over at military.com hope Hodgesack, who made a mm. big career decision that she's going to be stepping away from military.com to, to focus on being a mom and being a part of her family. And I applaud her for that. And I would encourage anyone to go read the uh, essay that she wrote about why she made this decision and everything surrounding it. But she's been a great resource for us. Her writing is fantastic. And so many of her stories have been the basis for discussion on our show. So we will certainly miss her. Uh, And I'll say it's a lot harder to like, if you, and this might come off bad, but if you, I don't care, but if you're not very good at your job and you're not ascending in your career, I think it would be a lot easier to step away from your career and focus on other things. Mm-hmm. Her story is not that no. she was ascending. She was doing great things. She's, I mean, she recently in the last two years have got promoted all the way to be the editor um, of the, the joint that she was at. And now she's stepping away to, to focus on other things and focus on things at home. Incredibly difficult decision. And I'm, I know she'll have rough read. days. It mm-hmm. really was. And yep. so open and honest. I feel like, one of the most personal things ladies and women can do is talk about miscarriages and doing that in such a profound way, I think is not only going to be cathartic for her to have her story out there, but for so many women who feel the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot in there that, that resonated with me a lot. And I, yeah, it's beautifully written. Check her out on Twitter. You're not going to resign. Are you? No, 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 no. If you if you're like and to piggyback off, I of hope I too. <laughs> no piggybacking. No, no, not until maybe the accidental second or accidental third or fourth. Mm. You know. So anyway, yeah. Best of luck to hope. All yeah. The best. Very. That's cool. all I got. All right, Kate. Nothing from me really. I'm heading down the shore this coming week. The next episode you hear, I'll be down in Sea Isle City with my family, and I'm just really excited. To the sooner the time. crime, they call it. 
The old scene of the crime, Abby staying in the exact house where this baby was conceived. Very weird no thing Pepsi to say out loud. For, no Pepsi for the beef. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, nope, not this, not this time around. Um, but I'm just really excited to hang out with my family. And it's not, you know, last time it was COVID. And so it was just a really weird year. Um, my family does this trip every year. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing all my cousins and aunts and uncles and actually being able to go in their houses this year and see them and visit What's with everybody. What's the status on Party Pig and the Chicken Parm? Oh, she'll be still, she has her house down in Wildwood, but she comes up almost every day when we're in Sea Isle. So yeah, we'll be awesome. swinging through. Awesome. And I've been saving up bricks and milk. I haven't drank. I haven't been drunk or buzzed or anything since I had mm. for, for almost a year. And I've been saving bricks and milk up in the freezer. I'm going to give myself at least one good pina colada day again. I got to oh. have it. Kid number uh, two, in route. So stay tuned. But that's it from me. <laughs> Nick? Um, had a birthday on Monday and yeah. just want to shout out my wife. She got, if you, if you guys have saw the cake, she pretty much went all out. Got oh me little, yeah. Got me a macho, Ooh, got yeah. me a macho man cake. I was pretty much over the moon all day. I didn't need anything else. So it yeah, it was a great, See, that's, that was an awesome that's gotta cake. be the easiest part about being married to a wrestling head is that you could just get them essentially anything wrestling. And you just turn back into the little boy version of Nick, where you're like, Macho Man Randy Savage Cake? All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I've answered all the questions about it all day. So I'm like, yeah, you know, she picked the right photo. Uh, this is from 1992, actually, not 95. <laughs> so it was good. And, uh, you know, she, she always does it right by me. So I appreciate that. So shout out to my Let's wife. Break it down his cake like McCartney does their Pokemon cards. You gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super rare photo. Macho Man is so sweet. I love it. Um, I don't really have anything either. I am. Texas needs to get their shit together. Yeah, power man. rolling powder outages here. Just absolute. If it if the power goes out again, I'm gonna lose my damn mind. It's too hot. It's too hot to be dealing with all that shit. I and I want to give myself Firewatch. Well, wow. I will be taking Firewatch Friday, Saturday, Sunday, zero two to zero four. Why? I made the worst decision I have possibly ever made as an adult in selling my riding lawnmower. Just oh. absolutely foolish. Yeah. Foolish. Why did you do I it? I don't know. I could have got like a little augment and done like the super hill, like the really steep part with just like a weed eater. And I would have been done in like 15 minutes. But now I'm out there for like two hours, like an absolute dickhead. Just the worst. The well, worst. tell the Navy to develop a Roomba lawnmower. They have them. Did you know they have those? No, I didn't. Yeah, actually know I that. almost started blogging it the other day, and then I got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they really? There's a there's a couple different companies that have Roomba grass, and it stays outside, and it can go up to like half an acre, and it'll return back when it needs to charge, and then just keeps going back, and it's and it mows like every two days, so it doesn't get super high, and it just does mulching blade. Incredible, but they're See, like fucking three thousand dollars besides the being three thousand dollars i think true lawn guys they would never because they would say that roomba is never going to do it as well as i could well it maps or it gals. out like a regular roomba does like it maps it out so i think your lines could actually be straighter oh but i just don't know how long those batteries could possibly last no because that's a tough job like mowing up and down and doing all that shit yeah three grand man that's a lot of money to put in for something that you think of i 
no way those things last longer than six months. Zero no, chance. definitely not. And, and you know, one, one bad rock and that probably just torches that whole $3,000 piece of machinery. Imagine, like, could you be so happy to, I'd be so happy telling my wife, I go, good thing up there moaning. I'm not even doing anything. Yeah. And then when I come in inside, it's smoking and I'm like, you were right. This, is a bad idea. <laughs> this was a bad investment. <laughs> Why would you let us do that? Why? Why would you do such a bad idea? Um, I also, say- I watched, I watched, I three cheek goop watched Step Brothers on a plane. Yeah. Talk about a movie that doesn't, that would not get made today. Oh, absolutely. If you have Dude. time, you got to read the oral history of that. It's very, very interesting to hear all those people talk about the making of that movie and how ridiculous that set was. It must've been so much fun to be a part yeah. of for sure. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I'm looking forward to, I, I think next year I'll probably move out of Hoboken and, and hopefully buy a house and move to the burbs and become a burbs guy again. Looking forward to mowing, mowing the lawn. I love mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. It's on the retreat.